Did you know that there are over 65 million Gen Xers, yet so few financial advisors focus on Gen X? Why? It's because you aren't rich. Yet. Welcome to the Gen X Money Advisor with Michael Labus, certified financial planner, certified college funding specialist, and founder of Gen X Wealth Partners. This podcast focuses on the specific needs of Gen Xers by a Gen Xer. Get ready to explore topics that will help you get your retirement on track, maximize your dollar towards your child's education, and successfully manage aging parents. We will even sprinkle in a little health and wellness, travel and leisure, and time and stress management. Come and experience the expertise of Michael and his special guests who focus on enhancing the quality of your life today and in the future. Now, on to the show. Hi, I'm Michael Labus, and welcome to the Gen X Money Advisor. Today on this episode, we will take a deep dive into why keeping a budget is a good idea and how important it is in retirement planning. I will also share some ideas on how to manage your budget and how it can help you avoid a phenomenon called lifestyle drift. I also have Patrice Secor with me today, and she will be chiming in as well. All this and more today on the Gen X Money Advisor. Hello, Michael. This whole idea about a budget, uh, quite a concept, huh? Yeah, it, it is quite a concept and one that is really underutilized. And I want to talk today about why it might be underutilized and how it can have such an impact on your retirement planning. So I think a, a nice place to start would be talking about why people don't... You need an excuse. You need a good excuse. Yeah, you do. People, and their, they love their excuses. I mean, I'm not prone to, you know, not using or not having excuses myself, but with the budget, uh, as an example, uh, a lot of people just, you know, in terms of their planning, they just throw it against the wall and, and see what sticks. And I talked to a lot of people about that and, <laughs> and I get responses like, oh, Michael, it's, it's so boring, or it's just going to make me depressed seeing what I spend and, or uh, my spouse, you know, they, they handle that. They have that. I don't even really get involved in that. And I mean, that is true that more often than not, one person in the household does handle the finances, but the other person should kind of have an idea of what their budget is. My favorite is, oh, I know what I spend. Oh, you do. You do. I, I then ask people to prove it and then they can't. And then we go back to Number two, it's boring. It's depressing. My spouse handles that. So, if you're living, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, though, I guess you pretty much have your own. It, it's a budget that's self-imposed, or or imposes itself. Without a doubt, paycheck. that's a huge point. So, when you're living paycheck to paycheck, you kind of know your budget pretty well because if you don't, you know you're taking on debt. You know your credit card bills are going higher, and you know you're not being able to pay that off. And that's when you become a, right. um, you know, indebted to the credit card companies, right? right? Now you work for them. I, I mean, that's another job. Mm -hmm. I mean, a job that you don't want to have. But even more importantly is when you're not living paycheck to paycheck because you don't see the waste. You don't see the need to keep one because you're not you know, taking on debt per se, but you're wasting money potentially, which is why the budget is so important. How can you plan for retirement if you don't know how much income you'll actually need? And you might be saying, well, what does that even mean? So 
I just mentioned that people throw it against the wall and see what sticks. So for the majority of people who do retire or, or are thinking they're doing retirement planning, they're just putting money into an account and it may or may not be enough. So understanding what your budget is, is so important. Not only will it do that for you, but, but it can also uncover your household mm-hmm. waste. And two of the biggest offenders out there are going out to eat and unused subscriptions. And I, especially when we were in the peak of the pandemic and we were all at home. So you had all these subscriptions and, uh, you know, you, right now you may or may not be using some of them, but there's such a small amount of money. You don't even recognize them, but they add up and add up over oh, a gosh. year. Oh gosh, unused subscriptions. And then, yes. Yes. Without a doubt. I, I did it. W- I had the same discussion with a client last weekend and she's like, oh yeah, I found two, Mike. I found two. I was like, oh, how much was that? She was like, oh, you know, that was about 30 bucks a month. That's like $360 a year. That's a lot of money. So uh, those are your two biggest one. And going out to eat. All right. Well, I'll take a time out on that one because um, who doesn't like to go out to eat, right? <laughs> who doesn't like to go out to eat? Um, it's fun. You get to try different foods. It's easy. It's relaxing. It's a night out. Um, but it also has a huge impact on your budget. So let me ask you, Pat, if you go out to eat, what's the minimum you're going to spend for dinner for two people? Oh, for two people, depending on where you're going, if it's a even a medium-priced uh, restaurant, you're going to be at least 40 50 bucks. Easy, right? Yeah. So let's say you did that twice a week. That's 100 bucks minimum hmm. times four. You know, let's let's round it up. Even. That's five hundred bucks a month that you're spending on food. And it's not it's not well, it's not your food. It's it's food at a restaurant. If you bought food at the grocery store with that, you could probably make it go further. Oh my gosh, it'd be I I, I do a lot of little uh, challenges to myself to say, hey, can I make this same dish at home? Uh, it's kind of <laughs> I've actually learned how to cook. And it's kind of fun because you can make it just as well almost, and it's actually healthier because you're not adding all that salt and stuff. And uh, you don't have to pay tip on it. Uh, <laughs> right. There's no tax right. on it, so on and so forth. So uh, yeah, going out to eat is a big offender. And I'm going to talk a little bit, a little more about that here in a second. But also the budget can help you prioritize your spend because you know within a budget, every dollar has a purpose. So you know what's our what are our goals here? Uh, we have short-term goals. We have long-term goals. Uh, short-term goals might be, you know, I want to fix that bathroom up or I want to um, buy a house or I want to retire earlier, you know, that we could go on and on. But are those more important or is going out to eat more important or is having that subscription more important? So by going through your budget, you're going to know how much money you need to replace for your retirement you're going to uncover waste and you're going to also help yourself prioritize your spend. Maybe you go out to eat twice a month and the rest of that money you spend, you put towards a a more important goal. And one thing I've also recognized as people get older, especially Gen X, we are totally guilty of this. And it's hard not to because it's something that you've worked so hard for. And, and this is a phenomenon called lifestyle drift. This is 
as you start to make more money, naturally, you're going to want to spend more. And True. we've worked hard for this, right? Uh, a lot of Gen Xers, you know, our careers are starting to really take fold and we're making more money. Uh, we don't have as many obligations, perhaps. So we have fun. We buy that toy. We go out to eat. We have those unused subscriptions. And it doesn't seem to matter because we're making more money and we're not paycheck to paycheck. But keeping a budget will keep that in check. And it goes back to every dollar has a purpose. And I am not the fun police, by the way. <laughs> I'm not the fun police. I'm not going to tell a client, you know what, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, yeah, you can't be going out to eat. No, that has to go all towards your, that's a good way to lose clients, but I am not the fun police. So as you can see, the budget is very, very important. And when you look at your budget, there are two types of budgets and they're important to separate. One is your current budget. So that's what your household spends today. There are two budgets when we do retirement planning. There's your current budget and your retirement budget. And it's important to separate the two. Your current budget is what your household spends today. And the, your, that budget is made up of discretionary and non-discretionary items. Your non-discretionary items would be your mortgage, your utilities, your groceries, your insurance premiums, things that you need that are essential for you every day. Now, your discretionary items, which could be you know, your fun stuff, that's your going out to eat, that's your travel and vacations, that's your case of beer for the game on Sunday. And that's what your current household is spending. Now, your retirement budget is what you're going to be spending at retirement. So it's going to look totally different than your current budget. Maybe, hopefully, that you know, your mortgage is paid off. So that's not in the budget. Uh, maybe you don't have any student uh, loan or you don't have any, you're not saving for retirement. You're not saving for that college education. So all those expenses are no longer present. You're still going to have your utilities, your groceries, your clothes, but you're not going to have as many uh, of these essential items. That's going to hopefully free up some cash for the fun stuff, right? And what are those goals? Is it travel? Is it having a second home? I always tell my clients to think big, right? Why not? Two cases or, or better beer, right? Uh, or better beer. So uh, that's your retirement budget. The goal here is to have more discretionary and less non-discretionary, right? That's why we work so hard for. So as you can see, they look very different. And this is why you need to keep them separate so that when you actually do retirement planning, you can separate them and not plan for the wrong budget. So you know, as I just said, why does this matter? Let's say, for example, I just picked this number randomly. Your current budget might be household-wise $6,000 a month, but your retirement budget could be, it could be more, it could be less. And this can have a, a dramatic impact on your savings goal. If your retirement budget was $5,000, that's $1,000 less. That's, that's going to have a huge difference on your uh, savings goal, 
if it was also 7,000, you'd actually have to save more. So that can also have an impact. But understanding the difference of the two and knowing what those numbers are makes this process a lot more easier. So yeah, why are these important again? You may not be putting enough money towards your retirement. You might not be taking enough risk with your money to get there, or your retirement date might not be feasible. And on the flip side, what if you're putting in too much money or you're taking too much risk, or maybe you could even retire earlier? Wouldn't that be something that you would want to know now? Uh, as something that I would want to know now, when I say now, you know, as a Gen Xer, with still time to, to get on track, um, without doubt. <clears throat> so there are many ways to skin a cat. And I help my clients discuss the options that knowing our budgets give us. And it's all about adjustments. It could be working longer or re- changing the risk you take with your money. When I say risk, I, I'm talking of there's generically, there's three types of investors. You've got conservative, moderate, or aggressive, right? So it could be adjusting those levels. Obviously, you take more risk. Long-term, you're probably going to make more money, but you're going to have to be able to tolerate the fluctuations of the market. You know, look at the last month we've had here. January is pretty rough. And if you were aggressive, you would have to be able to withstand that and knowing that, you know, how that's going to impact your money throughout the process. So it's about adjustments. And it could also be reducing some of those as well. But at the end of the day, as an advisor, the one thing that I can help you control is the risk you take. And it's understanding the risk you're taking and determining which ones you are comfortable with. Some people might not be comfortable taking a lot of risk in the market. That's totally fine. To that person, I'd say, okay, let's should put that risk to the side. Let's reduce that one. But to offset that, we're going to have to either do one of two things, work longer or put more money in. And then that client might come back to me and say, well, how can I put more money in? I say, well, let's look at the budget. Let's, <laughs> right? You see how it all comes together? <laughs> yes. Let's see. Let's see where that waste is. Let's see where that opportunity lies. Let's make sure that every dollar has a purpose. And that person's more likely or not going to come to the realization that them retiring at a certain age is more important than going out to eat or having that subscription or you know other areas of waste that we, we just have. And that's such a powerful moment for that client because now they're taking control of their finances. And it wasn't anything that they had to go out and make more money. It's just about controlling where that money is going that they already make. So, we're, how do you get started, though, Michael? It's it's kind of daunting. It is daunting because I'll go back to the beginning. People love excuses for doing things that are boring, depressing. I don't want to see it. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> That's it. I have all these. I know, I know what I'm spending. spending. Oh, I would say prove it. It's, that's such a funny point too, because when I ask people to prove it, I give them my budget worksheet and I say, all right, just fill us out. So you say you spend $6,000 a month. All right, show me. I've seen some wild swings. I've seen someone say they spent six and it's <laughs> 12 or it's six and it's really 3,500. People do not know how much they spend. And 
you know, going back to getting started, just like anything else, if it was easy, everybody would do it. And this actually is really easy. If you look at a budget worksheet, get your bank account statement out, get your credit card statement out, and just tally it up. The process might take you two hours, you know, depending upon how many accounts you have your spend through. Just and, and how much yeah, money you can exactly. spend. And tally it up. You're going to uncover the waste. You'll see the subscriptions like, geez, I didn't use this for the past six months. You're going to see it. That going out to eat was my biggest offender, right? Because before my, uh, I got into a relationship as a single man, I didn't cook. I went out to eat. If I cooked, it was out of a out of a you know necessity. Like I had no other and option, right? <laughs> the last line of defense was me cooking, and it was pathetic. But that was my biggest offender. And that was where a lot of my my waste was was found. But um, doing the process, I, I can you know help you with this. But you know, don't be afraid to see what your budget actually is. It might be scary at first, but it's really going to be a good thing long term. I tell you, and that. And that's a very good point. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people are afraid to find out how much they've been It's spending. a little scary because I'll share something uh, you know, a little personal. So like I said, I, I, um, I started doing my budget more seriously. I was like everybody else. I know what I spend. I wasn't living paycheck to paycheck. I wasn't taking on debt, but I knew what I spent. But I did what I call the budget challenge. I really can't think of a better phrase, you know, catchphrase for that. There's something, such a thing called frugal February, which has a nice rhyme to it. But you know, for my for my clients, I just call it the budget challenge. It's simple. Uh, so basically, here is the goal: for the next month, only spend on what you need. So only on your essential purchases, essential items, and see how much you can save. Now, when I did this. I actually had a lot of fun with it because not only did it teach yourself willpower, but it also put in, in terms visually what you're spending your money on that you might not have to, or don't need. And this will, like I said, not only show you what your essential income is, essential income is what you is enough to get by on, but also show you what's important to you and what's not. So I did this, and it was, I forget the month it was, it, w- it would have been in, uh, in October, I believe. And so I had no preconceived notions of doing this. So I didn't cheat, so, so to speak. And I based it off of uh, uh, my spend in August. So, you know, it wasn't like I based it on December, which would be a crazy month to do anything based off. Right. Of. Yeah. I saved 15% of my budget. And, oh God, that, that was, it was a scary moment. Not because I, I, it was not because I was scared of that, but scary moment because of the opportunities that I just Shocking. wasted, and I kind of felt a little yeah. sick to my stomach. Now, what made me sick to my stomach was I took that number, and I went back five years, and I put that in the market, assuming a certain percent of return, and it made me sick. <laughs> it made me sick. Wow. So my goal here is not to make you feel sick. But my goal here is to uh, give you something like this to help you visualize the waste and the opportunity that you're missing out on. And, you know, this is, it's time to take control of this. And, you know, you can do this and I can help. So to summarize this, 
let's go back here. Forget the excuses. Excuses are great, but let's let's put let's get past that. Let's actually take a chance and let's do this budget. Why? Because it's going to help you plan for your retirement. How can you plan for your retirement if you don't know how much income you actually need to replace? You're going to uncover waste. You're going to help yourself prioritize your spend. You're going to avoid lifestyle drift. And remember, there's two budgets. There's your current budget and your retirement budget. They're different. So they're both important, but for different reasons. And also take the budget challenge because it's going to be a fun exercise. I tell you, it'll be fun. You'll get into it. The first week when you have to make that first, I'm not going to buy that decision. It's a little tough. But by the third week, you're going to be really having a good time with this. And I can, I can see that too. I can see by exactly. the third week saying, really I don't need empowered. any of this stuff. I um, can do this. It'll be fun. And then, you know, talk to your advisor about how you can take this newfound opportunity with this exit, this new cash flow that you have, and how do we spend it, right? That's going to allow us to maybe take less risk, put less money in, retire earlier. Those are the, the potential positives that, that we can find here by utilizing the budget. So I hope that this kind of gave you an idea of why the budget is so important and why it's important to start now because of the impact that it can make on your plan going forward. How can people reach you, Michael? Because I'm sure I'm, I'm going to go and I'll start working on mine. Yes, yes. But how, how can people reach you with their questions on budgeting? Certainly, certainly. So to get started, you can always reach out to me. You could go to my website, which is uh, www.genxwealthpartners.com. You could email me at michael at genxwealthpartners.com, and I would be happy to send to you my budget worksheet, which is pretty straightforward. You could download apps. There's budget apps on, on your phone if you like the tech version. But the most important thing is to get started and, as always, to listen to my podcast, which is the Gen X Money Advisor. I really appreciate it when people uh, subscribe because today we're talking about budgeting. Next week, it'll be something, but it's always going to be focused on ways to help Gen X take control of their finances and their lifestyle. So I hope this episode was beneficial and I look forward to speaking to you again in the future. Right, you Gen Xers, you may cringe when you think of creating a budget, but we all do. Michael, though, has just laid out some very compelling reasons why you should. To know when the latest Gen X Money Advisor podcast is ready for you, follow us and impress your friends and family by sharing. Thank you for listening to the Gen X Money Advisor podcast. Click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the hosts and or guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Gen X Wealth Partners. This content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional financial advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding 
regarding your individual situation. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, Kestra IS, member FNRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Gen X Wealth Partners is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS.